Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. And we stayed in one of the suites with the heart-shaped bed. Oh, that's how romantic, Joe. No, it wasn't. (laughs) That sounds awful. It it is. (laughs) Sleeping on one of them is absolutely hideous because you have to sleep in a V. Class is in. It's the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. Sitting to my immediate left, uh, Beth West, you have changed dramatically. I have all that uh, hormone therapy. has finally had an impact on <laughs> it's my finally voice. Finally, in, yes. yes. Who are you really? I'm Dan McCarthy, back again. Yeah, Dan, thank you so much for sitting in. I really appreciate it. Dan, uh, by the way, I'm Joe Burns. Dan, do you on Saturday nights make a point of either taping or watching Austin City Limits? I do tape it pretty regularly, yeah. It's an amazing show. It, it used to be something I knocked myself out to watch. I don't know what it is lately. I guess the the bands are not anything I care to watch as of late. But yeah, it I, used to be more of a gotta see type show. Yeah, it's specific ones. I mean, the most recent ones from even Wilco and Bob Mould show up, who are just people I really really like, and they it just it draws out some of the best performances in such a small amount of time too. Right, it's great. Jack White was on not too long ago. Oh, let me with, I think it was the Raconteurs. That's a great band. Was with him, great band. Man, what an amazing <laughs> show! But what I do now is instead of just having it set, I'll go and I'll look at the the listing. You know, I'll make the decision. Do I really want to watch them and such? But there for a long while, the uh, the concept of Austin City Limits, it was just something that you had to watch on Saturday yeah. nights. So I wanted to know how Austin City Limits worked. So I jumped online and right. I began looking for books. And there was simply a book put out by Austin City Limits that might as well have been called this is how Austin City Limits works. Well, don't you love when that happens? <laughs> That's right. So we're going to spend an hour today and talk about how the system is put together, where it came from, how all these bands come, and and how you can get tickets. And I'm uh-huh, going to tell yeah. you it's all a that small kind of venue, stuff. isn't it? It is. It really yeah. is. And finding music. Have you ever tried to look for music from Austin City Limits? No, I haven't. No. You can find from the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Okay. But for the actual show, if you go to the PBS.org or the Austin City Limits PBS page, you can get it, but it's very expensive. Ah. The only mass-produced CDs that I could find, and I bought all three of them, were the best of Austin City Limits, Country Music's Finest Hour, Blues Extravaganza, ah. and Legends of Country Music. Those are the but only three all? that I could find that were mass-produced. That's crazy. Or you could you know, obviously go and buy... From the PBS site, but PBS is raising money, so you were talking twenty five bucks for yeah. a CD, and that's not the kind of money I'm going to spend on this show. Yeah, I Please. mean, I think it's a uh, part of part of the purpose is to expose eclectic music that you wouldn't hear otherwise. Exactly. And so that. Th- there's, a, I mean, to have just those three categories, you're missing ninety five percent of everything else. Right. There. There's a hard uh, a hard line of music. So hmm. we have nothing but music from the Austin City Limits show today. So let's start one. I don't know about you, but Stevie Ray Vaughan's performance on Austin City Limits was one of those where, and I didn't know him 
very well at the time. I mean, I knew his hits or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I watched him, it was like, who is this guy dressed in a big floppy hat and With a, a feather? feather and yeah. Who is this guy? And at the end of the hour, straight to the record store. Well, oh, he was home. He right. was home. That was his stomping Austin. ground. That was, right. I mean, he started in Antones, and that is his stomping ground. Right. So. I have mm. to have everything this guy recorded. So here is Stevie Ray Vaughan. Love Struck Baby. It's live from Austin City Limits right here in Oxford. <laughs> Talking Austin City Limits here on Rock School with sit-in Dan McCarthy. Now, you say you've been to Austin. I have, yeah. Um, two separate occasions. One was my senior year in college when our swim team went from Cleveland, Ohio, down to Austin to train for two weeks mm-hmm. at the University of Texas. That's right. You and I are both rooted in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, we are. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and it was a little warmer out in Austin than Cleveland. Just a touch. Yeah. And the second time, and this is good because um, I went to a conference at University of Texas, and it was a plasma physics conference, amazingly enough, because uh, there's a huge plasma physics department there at Texas. How can you How can you not One, go to that? Well, of course, I steal out at night and go to uh, 6th Street and go up and down and just... Oh, the great thing about Sixth Street is there's nothing but music coming out all right. the time of all the bars. All the so. time. Did you by any chance go to the corner of 26th and Guadalupe on the edge of the University of Texas campus? Does I probably that walked sound? past it. I Did mean, you? Yeah. Well, that's where it happens. A lot of people believe or believed for the longest time that Austin City Limits is an outside venue uh. because it... Uh, Attempts to look like it's outside. Yeah. It is by no stretch of the imagination outside. You can't do that. What if it rains? Yes, right, right, right. Right. They are technically inside, but try to look outside. Uh. They are in Studio 6A, i.e. the sixth floor of the public television station of Station KLRU, again, corner of 26th Street and Guadalupe Street on the edge of the University of Texas campus. It is the, from what it says in the book, the most unassuming green drab building you'd ever want to see in your life. There's not even a window. Oh, man. And it's it's a place that if you went, it looks so much better on TV than it does up close. The the people that put it together say it looks something it looks like something that a high school play would have put together. All the lights and such are simply Christmas lights poked through a cardboard backing. Oh, that's amazing! And you think you know Austin City Limits? This is going to be the height yeah. of stage production. Nope. It's the same one they've had for years and That's years. That's great. Because they don't have money. It, it, even yeah. though these major performers come and play, and you think, well, they get Stevie Ray Vaughan, they get Buddy Guy, they get whomever, Wilco. Mm-hmm. They have to pay them all this money. Yeah. By no stretch do they pay them any money. Every artist is paid scale. Oh, jeez. It has oh, simply, which is great. what, 400 and something bucks for the night? <laughs> so it, it's just become... The hip thing yeah. to play Austin City Limits. There must be something with the sound, though, because that venue coaxes great performances out of people. And I mean, what's nice about it is the, the people who are in charge state that unless there is a major problem with the video or the audio, there's no stopping. 
at, it's an hour and a half concert, which they obviously then edit down to an hour. So you're allowed a flub or two, which they can edit out. But for an hour and a half, you have an audience of 300 people. You get an hour and a half perform we'll edit down to i think it's 52 minutes and then an interview backstage right. which they suck about a question or two out of at the end while the credits are rolling and that's it wow that's the whole bit for austin city limits now what's fun is how they get them up to the sixth floor and we'll okay. talk about that here in just a minute from the best of austin city limits country music's finest hour here's dwight yoakam Again, one of the first times I ever saw him, mm -hmm. Austin City Limits, yeah. Guitars Cadillacs, right here on the next one. Girl, you taught me how to hurt real bad, cry myself, sleeps me hanging out. The only thing that keeps me hanging out. Austin City Limits here on Rock School. Now, I told you that the artists are paid scale yeah, for right. coming out. And it's, again, it's just something that it's, you know, I can't wait to perform and play yeah. on Austin City Limits. And, and contrary to what you might think, they do have newer artists, but the show is not interested in breaking artists okay they made right. it real clear in the right. book that and the book's just called austin city limits mm -hmm. just simply search for austin city right. limits it's a white book with a picture of the um the set on the front you, okay. you can't miss it the concept of the show is not to break artists and the producers who i'll get into here in a little bit make the statement that they receive tapes and oh, auditions right. from see. new bands all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. we want to be on austin city limits and their statement is no that's not yeah. what we're doing here we're right. here to feature bands that are known mm -hmm. so don't don't you know if right. you're a garage band in cleveland don't send us a tape yeah. That's not our point. Go to the other bars on 6th Street. Right. <laughs> That's Get a name. Yeah, have right. a little bit of success. Then yeah. come see us. Right. Because we'll, we'll do something for you. They're paid scale. The problem is they don't have anything on the 6th floor other than the studio to perform. But oh. there is a freight elevator in the back that runs the length of the building. Okay. So the dressing rooms and everything are on the 5th floor. Uh-huh. Each band member is given a per diem of what they can spend. All right. <laughs> so if you have a rider, it, it's pretty much thrown out the windows. Yeah. You're not going to get imported caviar exactly, right, from right, the right, Straits right. of Hormuz yeah, yeah, yeah. and such. So Beyonce is probably not going to play there anytime soon, right? <laughs> or if she does, or she does you're yeah. going to have to back off right. on the whole thing. They have, uh, according to the book again, they have a, a set rider, which they say is what most people just get, mm -hmm. which is nothing more than sodas and some beer and local fare from Austin, right. which is what which I is, take. I'd say I get the Tex-Mex in Austin. <laughs> That's it's right. fantastic there. That's what I'd get. Right. Or you have X amount of dollars, yeah. and we'll get it, which I'm sure is a bunch of kids from you, Texas. Yeah. Just run here, kid. <laughs> Go to the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> and pick up this stuff that Stevie Ray Vaughan wants. But for the most part... This is what we have. That's and that's it. And if you're too good for this, have a nice day. You're not being put on the television. It's all about the music. And when it mm. comes time to play, 
again, I, I I love to think of these artists who are so pampered. Yeah. You get into a freight elevator, right? You go up <laughs> one floor, and they pull back the you know the chain. And here's our stuff. set with the Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. Right. You walk out, you get on stage, play for an hour and a half, and go away. And go away, right? There's something glorious about yeah. that because it probably takes a lot of these guys back to when they were hungry. Yeah. I just think there's something great about that. That is good. You wanted to hear this one, Buddy Guy. Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's on Rock School. First break here on Rock School. Let me tell you where it came from. Austin City Limits started when television station KLRU producer Bill, I think it's R. Hor, A R H O R. How'd you like to go through high school with that name? Oh, it's a tough one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Along with assistant uh, director Paul Bosner and director Bruce Scafe, money man Howard Chalmers, and talent coordinator Joe Gracie hatched this idea. We're in the middle of Austin, the live music center of the universe. Yeah. Okay. In 1974, PBS Cooperative. Now, remember, we're in 74. There's no MTV. There's no right. CMT. There is television stations coming out of the air. Mm-hmm. The closest there is to a national network that isn't ABC, NBC, CBS is PBS. PBS right. Exactly that. Well, the PBS Cooperative sets up this thing where they're going to give money to local stations to create a show. And if the cooperative thinks the show is good enough, they'll put it on okay. the national run. Fair Think enough. this old house. Yeah, you're right. Right, right which right. came out of Boston. Right. Okay. Why not create something with this live music? The group scrapes together $7,000 using money from local bars and such. Right. Sure, oh, we'll man. help you out. Here, mm-hmm. here's a few bucks. They scrape it together. They make two pilots in 1974. The first was with B.W. Stevenson. Never heard of him. Really? Take no. a letter, Maria. Da, 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 da. No luck? No, okay. sorry. The yeah. second person you might have heard of, he's had a fairly decent career. Willie Nelson. Oh, who? Who? That guy. Remember yeah. him? Unbelievable. He has a, a guitar named Trigger, I With believe. With a hole in it. <laughs> right. They could not garner an audience for B.W. Stevenson. Okay. Well, some people came to see him. However, Willie Nelson was local, mm. and people flocked to see him him so the nelson pilot is presented to pbs pbs says hey this is a good idea and they fund it for 13 episodes and said okay fellas you get a season 74 that's right let's see what happens i had no idea this has been going on nearly 40 years isn't that unbelievable it is yeah so that's how the whole thing got underway and willie nelson comes back to be the person that kicks off the inaugural show because this pilot you're doing you're doing this just to get the show. Yeah. Okay. You've been accepted. Fantastic. Now we're going to fund you. Okay. Now let's build a set. Mm-hmm. Now let's get people in here, nice. and we'll go from there. And he comes back and is part of the inaugural show. 
That's how it gets That's underway. That's a good story. Who's listening to us? Uh, KSCL up in the Austin of Louisiana called Shreveport. There you go. Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain as well. So get us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show and like us. You really like us. Back in a minute with more about Austin City Limits right here on Rock School. Okay, during the break, you were talking about Don Kirshner's rock concert. Yeah, I was just thinking of, you know, you said, you know, that was before MTV, but I do remember as a kid that that was the, the thing on TV where you could see real rock and roll. It'd be right. late, real late, <laughs> and that'd yeah. be something you do, but there was always, and I thought that was the, the only game in town, was a Don Kirshner rock and roll concert. So. was 70, we looked it up, 73 yeah. to 81. Yeah, um, but I, who would have imagined, I never imagined Austin City Limits basically came in right at the same time as that. Right, the year uh-huh. after, so yeah. Don, Don Kirshner beat it to the air. But obviously, this has the staying power that goes on. And I watched them both. I, that's I remember doing my darndest to stay awake, you know, pots of coffee mm-hmm. to catch Don Kirshner's rock concert. Um, then there was Saturday Night Live. You had to yeah, see the right. musical guest exactly. on Saturday Night Live. Right. When Fridays came out, you remember Fridays? Yeah, that, yeah. They always had the Talking yep. Heads. I remember were the first musical guests on Fridays. Right. If I'm wrong about that, they were close to the first. Yeah, I think about right. Because I remember they came out and sang Take Me to the River. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> the comedy wasn't that great, but the, the musical guests were always yeah. wonderful. Because these bands, they wanted national exposure. Right. And how better to do it i still remember don kirshner i the, the concept i remember rolling stones kicked them off and i still remember when the original not ready for primetime players oh god had the rolling stones on there and wow. keith, you know keith was playing and mick jagger came over and licked his face and i'm just thinking this is the greatest rock and roll band that has ever been and i just my dad is shaking his head going what is this so, the end of modern civilization yeah <laughs> i i gave incorrect information Ooh. willie nelson kicked off season two okay pardon me pardon me the first performance outside of the two pilots was asleep at the wheel and bob willis's original texas playboys All right. My apologies. So there you are. Uh, Let me play a song to get us to the bottom of the hour. Roy Clark. Now, I know it's country, but, and most people look at Roy Clark and they think, you know, I'm a pickin' and I'm a grinning. Yeah, right. What was the name of that silly country show? Hee Haw. Hee Haw, you're right. And they think of him as kind of a silly guy. He really was, as you said, and I'm just going to use your words, he's a virtuoso on the instrument. This is a song called Under the Double Eagle. He's playing a uh, a hollow body Gibson. Mm. Look out. This is, you'd think, you know, oh, country, what can they do? Watch this. Enjoy. Roy Clark here in Rock School. And let's take a break from Austin City Limits. We will certainly get back to it. But we want to talk to you about seven days in 70 seconds. Let's do the names one more time. I'm Joe Burns. And Dan McCarthy. And we're going to do these dates. September 2nd all the way through September 8th. Something that happened in the world of music on those dates. I believe you, Dan, have Monday go. September 2nd, 1970. An advertisement runs in Melody Maker magazine put there by Genesis asking for a drummer. 
a man named Phil Collins answers the ad and later joins the group. And, and then later leaves the group. September 3rd, 1942, Frank Sinatra starts a solo singing career. In case you're wondering, he left the Tommy Dorsey band. How'd that work out for Frank? <laughs> he did well, okay. I believe. Yeah. September 4th, 1991, singer Dottie West died at the age of 58 due to injuries sustained in an auto accident five days earlier. West was the first female country Grammy winner. September 5th, 1987, American Bandstand is canceled after 30 years on television. September 6, 1975, Steve Anderson set a record for picking the guitar. At 22 years of age, he picked for 144 hours and 7 minutes, breaking the old record by over 4 hours. Wow. The Wow. Yeah. <laughs> September 7th, 1977, Jimmy McCulloch quits Wings and joins a reformed lineup of the Small Faces. He was a really good guitar. He really was. was. Yeah. He really was. And speaking of very good guitarists, on September 8th, 1968, on this day, Eric Clapton recorded his parts with the song While My Guitar Gently Weeps. There you go. And almost became a member of the Beatles. That was when they were feuding, and it uh, it was said that Harrison was sort of the out man at the time, and Lennon and McCartney sort of looked at each other and went, no, this, this guy's not bad. Why don't we invite him to join up? Imagine yeah. that. Clapton takes his wife and then joins his band. <laughs> that would just <laughs> How much, how much more pain can I inflict <laughs> upon you? One more quick little blip here, and I'll get into a song by uh, Albert Collins. Every Austin City Limits show can only air four times. How's that? I did not know that. I didn't know that wow. either, because I've, I've seen a few that I've gone, I'd like to see that again. That's it. What's going on with that? I don't understand. I'm assuming it's the the copyright contract they make with the artists. Now, they only are paid scale. They probably come on their own dime. And the, the, the sort of trade-off is we don't own your music and can't do with it as we please and just throw it out there to the world. But the deal is, okay, we're only going to air it four times. And the artist kind of says, well, okay, that's fair. I mean, you think the artist, the point of doing it for so cheap is to, again, get the airplay. I mean, you would think. But, oh, well, go you would think. Then it's pulled from rotation. The artist can then sign a secondary packaging contract right. if they want. And uh, if they do want that, it can be packaged up and sold on the website. The problem is copyright and distribution laws. There we go. And if the artist wants, that's why not every performance on Austin City Limits is up for grabs. And like I wow. said, I only found these three CDs that were that were for sale and I did a search on Amazon and if it's not on Amazon I can't imagine yeah, where yeah. it is and blame I it just, on the lawyers yeah lawyers, I just simply lawyers. went ahead and purchased it like I said Albert Collins this is traveling south obviously live Austin City Limits here on Rockstar <laughs> City Limits, back to it here on the Rock School Radio Show. Austin City Limits only tapes July through January. And if you want to go, you got to go get the tickets. You cannot simply go online and order the tickets. Really? No, you can't do that. That's old school. They are not a ticket master No ticket master, right? None of that stuff. Uh Uh-uh. It says here, if you wish to get tickets, you have to go to the Austin area when the show airs. If you're there, call the ticket hotline. Go get a pencil. Here it is. 
1-800-926-9077. Tickets are on a first-come, first-served basis. You can either get them by calling the ticket hotline, or if you happen to be seeing a long line of people sitting outside of an all-of-drab building Mm -hmm. Monday morning in Austin, now you know why they're sitting there. Uh, So that's not the Methadone Center in... uh... In Austin. No, that's no, not, no. Okay, okay. It's not the methadone center. <laughs> now, the question is, how many people can go in? The building had a seating capacity of 800, according to fire code in Austin. They only let in 300. Why? They found over the years that an 800-person audience was too bulky. It didn't allow for movement of cameras. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got in the way. So they mm-hmm. kept lowering and lowering and lowering the audience. And 300 just seemed to work. And it just takes stairs up to the sixth floor? I mean, exactly there, that. Not that freight elevator. but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. My guess is there has to be There's an elevator be. for or people. Or a fire. There has yeah, to be, has sure. Be yeah. Somebody in a wheelchair would have to. Of somebody course, with right. a disability would need to be taken up to the, to the top floor. So... There has to be that. But for the most part, yeah, you get 300 people per show. And if it tapes July through January, there are 13 shows or 26 shows in a season. So it's 300 times 26. That's it. Is it reserved seats or to sort of get a ticket and see I don't know. It It didn't say in there. But 300, I highly doubt you have to have reserved seats. Yeah, exactly. But they may very well have the reserved seats that are in there. Charlie Daniels played on Austin City Limits. This was one of his new ones. In fact, he even denotes that it's his new hits. This is called Texas uh, here on Rock School. Here's a single we got out right now called Texas. Okay, second break here on Rock School. For the sake of argument, you say you're going back to Austin? Uh, I hope Didn't to. you tell me you were going back to Austin? Yes. Yes. Now, are you going to be there between July through January? I, I might want to make a plan so it works out that way, yes. Well, if you're not and you don't get to go see a taping of Austin City Limits, you want to go see the studio? You bet. Why not? They have tours of the studio, and you can do that by simply contacting the website, austincitylimits.com. They have students whose only job is to take people who want to see the studios, and even when they're dark and not making shows, they walk people through it. All right. It's that important to uh, to people. And you can go stand on the stage where... Stevie Ray Vaughan played. Uh, would you consider this sort of a, a mecca of recording kind of... Uh, up there with the CBGB and uh, I would. Like that. Okay, yeah. I certainly would. Yeah, I you know I went to CBGB before it closed. I made a point of going to where Max's Kansas City stood. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point in time, I've I've gone to. I, you've probably gone to Sun Records. I haven't. No, I've. Oh, I, haven't I, you been no, to Sun I Records? No. It, it's a it's a pilgrimage you have to make. Right. Okay. You know, I've been to Elvis's house. I stayed at the Heartbreak Hotel across the street. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but we paid a little. My wife and I paid a little bit more, and we stayed in one of the suites with the heart shaped bed. Oh, that's yeah. how romantic, Joe. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that sounds awful. It, it is <laughs> sleeping on terrible. one of them is absolutely hideous no. because you have to sleep in a V. Oh man, we were as far away from one another as you could possibly is... get, and when you tried to get near one another, it just it. 
and, and the no colors space. were probably just so unsettling. You would, yeah, yeah, mirrors in weird places. Yeah. All right, we're going to a place I didn't want to go. Hello, <laughs> KSRQ Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Appreciate you running the show. And here's hello to KLSU in Baton Rouge. That it is. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, when you watch Austin City Limits, uh, Dan McCarthy, do you know the theme song? Absolutely. Sure, How can the you music not? that kicks on. Yep. You know it. What is the name of the theme song? My guess is you can't come up with that. I never thought that hard, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was used starting in the second season. So, what is the name of the theme song? Hear about this. Impress your friends and neighbors. London Homesick Blues by Gary P. Nunn. Oh, my. It has been there since, again, season two. The original is on Jerry Jeff Walker's 1973 album, Viva Terlingua. <laughs> the version you hear was recorded during season one. So Gary P. Nunn's been collecting royalties on that for 38 years. Something tells me he doesn't have any trouble meeting the cable bill that at the great. end of the month. All right. Taj Mahal. Let's do a little local guy who went on the uh, Austin City Limits show. This is Queen Bee here on Rock School. break here on Rock School, and I want to say thank you so much for coming in. Oh, my pleasure, Joe. Last minute thing, I called you, and over you come. There we go. Because of your knowledge of Austin City Limits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got uh, three more blips of information. The series was awarded a U.S. National Medal of Arts in 2003. Oh, good. In 2010, the show and its original studio were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you want to find it, there's a plaque near the entrance to Communication Building B, commemorating the occasion. And it states that Austin City Limits is the longest-running music show in the history of American television. 
Stadium. Wow. That is. Does that mean it defeats American Bandstand? That said 30 years, according to our 7 at 7, only 30 I years of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And finally, June 21, 2012, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum, Cleveland, Ohio, announced that nearly 40 years, well, there's your, yeah. there's your number, of Austin City Limits footage will be digitally archived in perpetuity in the museum's new library and archives, recordings from more than eight hundred wow. live performances will be made available to the public. My assumption is you have to go to the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to see them. And if you wish to take them out, my assumption is you also have to give them a really good reason why. You're some sort of an archivist. Oh, you need to be maybe right. a professor at some university in the South that needs I to get in there. Wonder if you and I could Ooh, get one of those. Perhaps. Then I'm sure they'd want to know why. You know, well, we want to sit in our living room and watch it. I think this radio show is a perfect uh, guise <laughs> for that. What's What's interesting is there's a radio station at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I've thought many times about applying to get two or three hours of broadcast time, traveling to Cleveland, uh-huh. and doing the show live from the Rock and Roll Hall of wow. Fame. They do things like that. You have to apply and you just wait your turn it's to come like up. It's like a road show. The question is, who's going to pay for me to fly up to Cleveland? Well, if we go to the flats beforehand, then oh. I think then we'll just make it a whole event anyhow. I think there's a bar there. Oh, yes. How, how will the show be after we leave That's one like of saying those? That's like there's a bar on 6th Street in Austin. Oh, very nice. Let's finish up with this one. Asleep at the Wheel, they were in the very first show of Austin City Limits. Again, thank you for coming in. My pleasure, Jay. Do the names. I'm Joe Burns. And Dan McCarthy. Okay. Boogie back to Texas. That wraps up Austin City Limits. Classes dismissed. Classes dismissed.